Check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. Hola, welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. Shout out to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode about why does someone cheat? You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Um, to call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. Um, as I always say, some can relate, some appreciate, some hate. So I do have some guests tonight. I'm going to give you everyone's names. I mean, some of you probably will able to be able to see. Um, so tonight's topic, like I said, it says, why does someone cheat? Have you been the one who has cheated on someone or has it happened to you? And what was the reason that they gave you of the reason why they cheated? So I have on tonight, I have Reggie, Tanika, Mr. Garcia, Cleve, Jason, and AE. Welcome. So I guess we'll go around. I mean, hopefully five minutes or so. I'm looking at the time, so we should be able to do good. So I guess, um, Reggie, you can go first. All right. Um, yeah, so um, I hate to admit it, but yeah, I cheated before in the past. I cheated from my last relationship. Um, you know, um, mainly because me and my ex-wife, we, um, you know, when we first got married and all that, everything was good and all that, you know, um, and we were getting along and everything. It's just that once we, you know, we had kids, we have kids together. So, you know, I guess once the kids came into play and I'm working, she's working, we don't really have time to really barely see each other. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm a man. I got those manly urges, you know, and you know, I on Facebook flirting with other girls, and you know, basically, you know, I'm not defending, not not trying to really make it seem like it was okay, but you know, because it wasn't okay, but you know, just like I needed attention, I, I felt like I wasn't getting attention from my wife, so I was trying to get attention from somebody else you know so um yeah I messed you know flirted with somebody on Facebook me and her met up I cheated the wife found out <laughs> like they always do you know so you know she was like yeah why you cheated why you know what's going on and blah 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 I, I told her the truth I was like yeah I barely see you we don't really you know see each other like physically in a minute and I needed that attention. I needed that woman, you know, feel. So I got it from somebody else, you know, which is bad. And I hated myself for it for a very long time. So, you know, but, you know, you know, uh, she basically said she, she didn't forgive me, but life went on, you know. And I guess 
things got a little worse. The trust factor, she didn't trust me no more. And just like, I had to really, at once the trust factor left, you know, the relationship started going downhill. Cause you know, we can't really be in a romantic, uh, real loving relationship. We don't trust you as soon as you get over. So yeah, it just things went downhill and you know, I regret it every day in my life that, you know, I did what I did, but, um, yeah, but you know, like I said, men, we have urges, we have needs, women have needs as well. And you know, it's something to learn from, you know, like I vow never to do it again. Yeah. I mean, did you like? Did you feel bad? Because I, I don't like. Oh yeah, I felt horrible. Like when the when I did it, like it was like a you know the the flirting and the mix the messages to the other girl, the other woman, and all that. It was I knew it was wrong, but in the I got a little excitement from that which is, you know, it's crazy, but I did. Like, you know, oh, I'm doing something naughty. I'm doing something bad, you know, but it feels like, you know, good. And once I met the girl and, you know, we had, you know, sex, you know, I, in the moment, I was like, yeah, this is good. I'm getting all my, you know, all that sexual stuff, you know, situated, but also, at the end, I just felt terrible. I felt horrible. I'm keeping this secret from my wife. I'm, I have to lie and, and try to keep this uh, a secret as long as I can. I can't let her look at my phone. I can't, you know, it was so much going on that, you know, it was hard. It was like fixated on my brain. I got to make sure she doesn't go into my phone and see the messages and, you know, ask her asking questions and you know it was it was crazy it was really crazy it was like like you know that moment where i did it it was good but after the after effect of it was like crazy because i scared i was literally scared for her to find out you know so eventually she did so <laughs> yeah it was, it was <laughs> you ain't do a good job let me stop playing <laughs> um, right, right. <laughs> uh-huh no i just want to say that this is a, a free speech platform so don't worry about if you happen to curse say vagina penis pussy you know what i'm just saying so don't worry yeah. about language because it's perfectly fine to speak freely as you want so i'm just letting you know because when i saw you saying about the sex i was like yeah don't worry you can just say whatever <laughs> i was like whatever word it is don't worry about it so yeah all right all right thank you reggie so tanika hello everyone so I've kind of been on both ends of the spectrum as far as been cheated on, cheated on someone else. Um, just a little background. I was married for about 20 years, um, about, mm, I want to say about 11 years into the marriage. It became, you know, like he said before, like Reggie said before, it's, it's like you're working, uh, you're taking care of kids, you know, and it becomes a disconnect, a lack of communication between two people. And I think for women, it's two things that causes us to cheat. It's it's not just the lack of communication, but also like the emotional connection too, when we feel that that is lost, whether that be uh, no lack of communication or lack of trust. Like when those things fall into play, it's easy for things to happen. Um, 
my ex-husband, we're no longer together, but he cheated on me multiple times. So we actually tried different things to save the marriage. We uh, opened up the marriage. We did poly relationships. We did swinging. We did everything to try to maintain it. Um, but because that communication and trust was broken, it just was like irreparable. Um, I realized the biggest mistake that I made was in trying to keep him. I kept trying to feed into him and pour myself into him. And I was no longer getting anything for myself. And it was causing me detriment and, and changing and affecting relationships outside of myself. As far as my relationship with my children, as far as my relationship with my friends and my families, because I'm so focused on trying to maintain this person. And then even once he said to me, he says, it's not that I don't believe you love me. He says, I do believe you love me. He says, but I just need more than what you can give me. And he says, there's nothing like being loved by multiple women. They feed a different part of me. He says, the love you give me, that is your, he said, that is your love. And I love you for that. But the love I get from her, he was like, it's different. And the love I get from her is different. You're, and I couldn't understand that. That's why we tried so many different things to try to like, you know, maintain the relationship. Um, but at the end of the day, it just didn't work. So I did cheat on him actually twice. The first time I cheated on him was just a random one night stand person. And when I did it, I felt such guilt and remorse that I decided I, whatever it takes, I was just going to focus and work on my marriage. But like I said, the more that I poured into him, it was like the less interested he seemed to be with me. And as time went on, this is things that happened. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to stop. I'm going to focus on Tanika. I'm going to focus on my kids. You know, I'm just going to let him do him. And I'm just going to do what I need to do for Tanika. And then all of a sudden, conversation strikes between a person. And then you find like things common. You realize you have these like good feelings about yourself. This person makes you feel good in these little ways. And it's just, um, you know, first it's just conversation. And then it's just, it leads to like other things. So the second time that I entered into a relationship, which I did um, cheat on him with, um, our marriage did end, but it was not because of the relationship. The marriage was ending regardless, but it was because I had made a decision that I was no longer going to be unhappy in that relationship and I had to make a decision to stop and just let go a lot of things are with it but I'm not gonna get into detail with it because a lot a lot of things happen <laughs> but I think for me it was hard because I grew up and me and Angie spoke earlier this week I grew up my mom actually cheated on my father and I knew about that knew about it for years actually kind of helped her cover it up. And I always said when I got married, that was something I would never do. I would never, never, never do it. I would never do those things because I, I seen the hurt that it caused my family, my father, my mother, my brothers. And then to for it to happen for me and then like realizing like there's a lot more to this than just, oh, cheating. Are we really made to love just one person for the rest of our lives? Can we sustain that? Um, are we made just to love ourselves? Then, then, you know, what comes with that and how do we not hurt the people that we love in that process? Because like you said, with the cheating comes what the lies, 
with the lies comes the mistrust. And how do you recover from those types of things? And what can you do to, you know, help to solve them? Like, where do we move forward from that? And do, you know, is the answer poly relationships, open relationships? Or is this just that sometimes people are just meant to be in your life for a certain amount of time and we just need to learn how to love them where they're at and move on? Like, what do we do? And that's all I have to say. I was I was gonna ask, did you did you ever tell him? Did he did he ever find out? Yes. He did. And he did want to work things out afterwards when he finally found out. Cause I think he he had security because he knew how I grew up. Like we had shared those things about each other because married and was together for like 20 years. I think he had security in the fact that I was never going to step out of the marriage. So when I finally did step out of the marriage, that was like bing, 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 bing for him. Oh, maybe I should stop now. The All the women that he cheated on me with never gave that red flag. You know what I mean? <laughs> all, you know, the pregnancies by the other women, none of that, none of that, none of that gave a red flag. But when I stepped out on him, he wanted to work things out. So... All right, thank you so much. Next, Mr. Garcia. Hi, how you doing? Hey, how are you? So basically, I just wanted to say, I, I guess I've been on on both sides of uh, I've been on both sides of uh, I guess the game. I uh, I've been together with my partner. It's been uh, good. 21 22 years you know we kind of grew up together um we knew i guess what love was uh sort of to a certain extent but you know there's a lot more to relationships and you know than what you would know at that age um we did love each other dearly and um <clears throat> you know it, it, it was one of those things you know it's a true love so um Basically, um, you know, it came to a point, you know, um, I was working a lot. I was, you know, literally working from early in the morning to late in the evening. And, um, you know, we have uh, a lot of kids. So, of course, at home was stressful and then at work was stressful. And, you know, um, I, I didn't know it then. It's something that I can look at now and then look back at that time and kind of say, hey, maybe I was feeling a certain way. Maybe I was feeling uh, maybe neglected or depressed or whatever the reason may be. But um, I did find, I guess, uh, I guess you could say maybe closure um, with someone else. And we had somewhat of an on and off, somewhat of a relationship, I guess you could say. Um, and, you know, I would never trade my partner for this person. And, and I can't really say that my partner gave me reason to, uh, to be with this person. Um, there really is no excuse that I really had. It's just one of those things that's like, you know, deep inside that you don't realize until, you know, I guess until now. You know, now is the time where I can look back and say, hey, I was feeling a certain way and I guess I didn't really speak up about it, um, you know, 
we were just in a lot of, you know, negative situations. You know, we, you know, we had a bad financial situation. Um, you know, work wasn't the greatest. It was stressful with, you know, a lot of kids and going here and going there. And, you know, it, it was just, it was just a very stressful time. And, you know, the only thing I could say is just, I guess I didn't really know how to go about everything and how to express my feelings and how to come out and speak with my partner and say, hey, you know, I mean, we were in our mid-20s, late-20s, and, you know, I mean, at that point, you kind of know better, but, you know, it takes a lot of deep looking into yourself to, um, you know, for you to realize that, you know, it, it's not easy to, you know, to realize things when you're so young. Um, so, you know, it, it was just, it was just a very difficult situation. And, you know, this other person, uh, I guess, you know, she made me feel cherished. You know, she made me feel wanted, she made me feel loved. Um, at the same time, I can't say that my partner didn't make me feel loved. Um, you know, she was, you know, she's, she's a great person. She really is a great person. And, um, you know, uh, I, I can't say, like I said before, I can't say that I had a reason. Um, I guess maybe it was just more about greed. Um, maybe I was, you know, trying to escape, you know, my other situations in my life. And that's where I found comfort, unfortunately. Um, instead of finding comfort at home with my partner or just kind of taking a break and saying, hey, let's talk about this, let's go somewhere or something, you know, unfortunately, I found comfort in someone else. And, you know, it's not something that feels great, you know, because you feel real shitty afterwards, you know, you spend time with the person and then, you know, it's all good then, but then afterward, you know, you leave and then it's like, you know, you're on your way home and that's when it hits hard and that's when it sinks in and it's like, shit, you know, it's like, what am I doing? You know, what's, you know, it's just, you know, and, you know, there'd be times, you know, you walk in your house and, you know, it's a tornado in there and it's, and that's when the argument starts and then sometimes you think to yourself, well, I guess that kind of, you know, well, this is why I do what I do, you know, but then there are times where you're greeted with a hug and a kiss and you're greeted with so much love and, you know, that's when you have to like run to the bathroom and sit down and just let it all out in the bathroom because your stomach starts to get weird and it's just you just feel a certain type of way and you just really feel that in your stomach and it just comes off and it all comes out and you know it, it just it it's not it's not a great feeling you know and you know things are today things are not perfect um not sure if i can say they're great but we're still here um we get along, you know, sometimes, you know, depends on the day. You know, it's, it's a relationship. You know, relationships are not easy to deal with. And, you know, especially when you have a uh, certain history when, you know, you with someone, you know, 20 years, you know, you, you, you could barely work with someone, you know, that long, let alone be with someone, you know, romantically. So it's, it's you know, having a relationship, it's definitely tough. Um, like, you know, my, my my grandfather used to say, you know, I don't know if you speak Spanish, but el diablo está metido en todos lados. You know, basically that means, you know, 
everywhere. The devil's everywhere. You know, so you go out there, there's, you know, um, they're sin everywhere you go. You walk down Nickabaka Avenue, it's one after the next. And it's, you know, it's temptations everywhere. It's up to you to, you know, to just, you know, if you're going to look, you know, you take a look and you just keep walking. You know, uh, if you're in a relationship, it's up to you to kind of guard that. And, um, you know, and like I said, you know, just looking back at it, you know, it's, I'm sure like a lot of people, it's something that I, that I really regret, that's something that I really wish would never have happened. And, um, you know, it's something that, you know, I can't look back in my life and say, hey, we had a great marriage. And, you know, even though it wasn't perfect, it was really great. And, you know, I can't say that because, you know, I obviously I fucked it all up. But, um, you know, you just got to keep working on it and, you know, try to, it's easier it's easier to avoid than to resist. And uh, that's something that someone told me a long time ago. And it's something that I kind of, you know, always keep in mind. It's easier to avoid than to resist. So um, that's pretty much it so far. Um, thank you. Um, so two things. I've been given the okay that if I happen to run over 10 o'clock, it's fine. And then I was also going to say, um, was there any communication before like did you speak to your well everybody here but did you get to like speak to your partner first and like either you know what i mean like communicate like whatever was going on before you know what i mean that you ended up cheating like was there any conversation before or it was just kind of like what was being said like because of either lack of attention or whatever and that's what made you you know what i mean made you go cheat um I didn't really know how to properly express myself. Um, right now, she's shaking her head. No, absolutely not. But it's something that um, I I maybe kind of have tried to speak out, but I didn't. I didn't want to feel like I was, you know, I, I didn't want to make her feel a certain way. You know, like I don't. I didn't want to make her feel insulted. So I guess I didn't speak out. Um, you know, again, to be quite honest, it's not something that I just knew how to go about. You know, it you know, it might sound, you know, it might sound retarded, but you know, I you know, right now, going back looking at it, I could say, Hey, you know what, you could have done this, 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 that, you know, but um but yeah, no, um can't say that I really came out and had a serious conversation and said, Hey, um, you know, if you know, if I don't get certain treatment, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to do something stupid or anything like that. Yeah, we never had a conversation like that. All right, thank you. Um, who do I have here next? Cleef, hi, how you doing? Hi, everybody. Can everybody hear me okay? Yeah. All right, awesome. Um, so I'm going to, I think I'm going to be the odd man out here, um, but I think I'm going to offer a different perspective on it. So. I guess the first thing you really got to think about when it comes to cheating is you have to define what cheating is. Um, a lot of people have different definitions for what cheating is. Um, some, of course, most people think of the traditional, uh, you dipped out on your partner, you know, sex, whatever. 
some people will think that texting someone is cheating. Someone thinking that probably being on Facebook, you know, texting someone is cheating, um, what have you. So the first thing is um, you have to really define what cheating is when it comes to the couple that's involved. Um, because that could be a fight within itself, right? I'm pretty sure some people have probably had that same kind of fight. You know, what is cheating? Well, all I did was just text someone, you know, but the other person may consider that cheating. Um, you know, so you have to define that. Once that's defined, then the bigger question is, cheating is really not the issue, right? Cheating is a small, small, small piece of a much larger picture. Cheating is the byproduct of something much larger in a relationship. And that, what I've heard in everybody's story was, um, I wasn't getting the attention or there wasn't the communication or there was finances involved or, you know, children and stress and every day. So those are the things that can be, uh, that can open up an environment for someone to cheat. So instead of us kind of um, getting so in depth about the cheating part, that's a byproduct. Let's move that aside for a second and let's talk about the real issue, why it happened, how it happened, what was the involvement of it happening? Because I believe once you find that discovery and once you, um, hit that nail on the head, then that's something that could be workable if both parties in the relationship want to work on it. Um, uh, I'll give you an example. This is, and this is, this is really funny. This, and it's, it, it's kind of almost, I don't want to even say it's almost cheating, but I'll, I'll give you an example. Something just happened to me recently last week. So I was on Facebook and it was a group and I posted a picture of me smoking a cigar because I'm a big cigar smoker. And a bunch of women liked it, you know, whatever. And I check out who looks at my picture. So I saw this one particular young lady and I told my wife about this uh, the other day too. And she thought it was really interesting. So I saw the woman's profile and I looked her up. And I said, oh, okay. She's a cigar smoker too. Here's my approach. This is always my approach, whether you're a man or a woman. Hey, thank you for liking my picture. Um, I see that you're a cigar smoker. She, she says, yes. I said, oh, great. What kind of cigars do you like? She's like, all kinds. So then she started. She says, well, let me ask you a question. Um, why is a married man texting a beautiful black single woman? I said, well, I saw that you like cigars. I like to get to you know know people who like cigars. No big deal there. So she's like, well, I don't think that married men should be texting you know, single women. I said, well, my apologies. I was not trying to hit up on you. I just saw that you like cigars. I just wanted to discuss whatever. And she could have left it at that. But she went on further to say that, well, I guess white women are lenient with their men. So my wife is Italian. She didn't have to say that. So a lot of people would say that that would be cheating. And I told my, well, for me, that's not cheating, right? Because that's not my definition of cheating. And I told my wife about it. Um, she was amused up to that certain point where that young lady said what she said. So again, um, cheating is a, a smaller piece of a larger picture. I think the solution to that is to really find what is causing that because then that will remove 
the cheating. I'm not going to say 100%, but at least you'll get an idea of what your roadmap is, right, to success in a relationship. So, um, you know, when it comes to cheating, um, again, I, I just hope that, and, I, and I'm hearing everybody's stories, I'm just hoping that, you know, if you ever find yourself in a situation like that, um, and I know the, the gentleman before me says, you know, to avoid it. Sometimes you can't avoid, you know, like my wife, you know, and I, we have an understanding that, you know, I see a beautiful woman. She looks at me. She's like, I know exactly what you're looking at. No big deal. You know, not to say I'm going to run out and do that, but we had that understanding. And that's the other thing too, is the communication part, right? Having that communication within your relationship to, to understand what your partner's um, likes and dislikes are. Um, like the young lady was saying um, earlier, right? Like, you know, it, it's not feeling that attention or whatever. And and vice versa, I, I I catch my wife looking at some guy. I say, yep, I know that you have a type, right? So it's not, it's not cheating. But that's what I'm saying, going back to my original premise, which is define what cheating is first, right? Then once you and your partner... Um, decide what cheating is, you know, you put it in a box, then if it happens, then instead of saying, well, you cheated, you know, the relationship is over, you know what, I'm hurt that you did it to me, or I did it to you. Why did it happen? What caused it to happen? What's the by what, what, again, cheating is the byproduct, what actually took place for this to happen? Because nine out of 10 times, it's probably something that's resolvable. Um, and once that's being taken care of, you know, you kind of move forward. Now, the, the interesting part too, is I heard some people were saying earlier, what do you do afterwards, right? So there's that feeling of guilt, right? Because just like in my family is saying, what was done in the dark should always come to the light, right? So what do you do afterwards? Do you tell your spouse? Do you tell the person? Some And, and, and this is a question I'm going to pose to everybody here too, um, is sometimes people say, well, you shouldn't tell because you should bear the guilt of doing it and it should be on you. And if you tell the person, you're relieving yourself of that guilt, right? And then some people say, well, you got to tell the person because you got to be honest in your relationship. You got to communicate. So that's a question maybe some of the, some of the folks here on this um, on the show can really ponder about. Um, so that's pretty much all that I got to say. Um, but again, if anybody wants to know if I was cheated on, if I cheated, I was teenagers. <laughs> I was a teenager probably. So I can't even think of anything recent, but that's about it. I just wanted to respond a little bit to what you were saying earlier. Um, there is definitely a disconnect in, in the problem with the source. So like going back to my marriage for what happened with us was he lost a job. He was making six figures all of a sudden lost his job. Um, he always had a dream of being um, a photographer. He always talked about photography his whole, 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 whole time we were together. We got married when I was 18. He was 19. And he wanted to be, photography was what he wanted to do. He dibbled and dabbled in DJing, but photography was what he wanted to do. And he, at the time, got employment in the state of New Jersey. At that time, you can collect unemployment for like a whole year. So I said to him, I said, well, because I just finished nursing school. I said, well, I want you to focus on the things that you need to make you happy. And I'm going to maintain us. I started working seven days a week, 16 hours a day on top of having five children. And even though I got the studio, 
bought the camera equipment and all those things, but my presence not being there allowed for another person to enter into the relationship. So when that first incident happened, I had to take a step back and acknowledge that I was not there. So we had that conversation. We did have that conversation because in my mind, I'm working, I'm not here working 16 hours because I want you to live your dream and I want you to be happy. <laughs> but I, what I didn't realize was it's a lot to maintain a house. It's a lot to take care of five kids and live your dream, even though I'm paying all the bills right now. And for a man to go from making six figures to nothing, it's a big hit on the ego. So I allowed him those late nights to go out and do these things and here and there because I was trying to push him towards his potential. But by doing that, I was not present and supportive enough of him. So when he cheated the first time, I had to acknowledge that, come back, build a plan, get that together. But then it kept happening. <laughs> so, you know, so I think it's just really, like you said, it's the a definition. And for him, cheating was, for me, cheating is physical. For him, cheating is emotional. So we had two different versions, too, of cheating. So me talking to someone, whether it was a casual text or whatever it was, or an inbox or a conversation, to him, that was cheating. To me, the sex was cheating because I treated the sex between us as an emotional connection. So I think that's another thing, too, as like, like how we see things as first men and women. Sometimes we don't always come together to the same vision. So I just wanted to respond to you that way. That's all I have to say. Can I respond to that real quickly and I'll, I'll move on, I promise. So what I heard with that was when your husband lost his job and you said it was an ego thing. See, that's the part, that's, that's the exact element that I'm talking about. That is the cause of the cheating because he went from a position of control of earning six figures to now not having control. So the cheating was the part where he could control because he had the ability to make that decision to whether to move forward with that or not. I don't think I don't think it had anything to do with you. I don't think even if you was around or wasn't around, I don't think it was. It's just it, I think it was just a perfect storm that you weren't around. But the, the, the main part that I got from that was that his ego. And, and, and it's a male thing. I, I, I will own that every day because as males, we're taught that we're supposed to be the providers of our family. Once you've taken that away, the only other thing that you can do to kind of prove yourself, your manhood, is to go out there and do X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's wrong. It's just the natural way of things. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. So you, you absolutely prove my point, which is, there was a cause for that. The cheating was a byproduct of it. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, next is um, Jason. Jason, how are you doing? Hi. How are um, how's everyone? <clears throat> I think I have a um, a different perspective, and it may not be the um, the most popular, but <laughs> it's it's a perspective nonetheless. Um, I've heard everyone kind of speak about. Um, infidelity and how it's affected them and uh someone even mentioned ego 
I think um, with cheating, uh, there are different reasons why people do it. Um, I guess from my thing, uh, from, from my perspective, it seems like there is more um, emphasis put on on cheating or infidelity than actually than the other aspects of a relationship. Like that's a, that's a portion of a relationship, right? So if if that's um, and, and I think maybe society or maybe we've done it ourselves, uh, we've kind of made it the totality of a relationship. You know, once someone's hurt. The thing is, let's. Uh, this is something that can that can end a relationship. So my thing is, I'm I'm not sure if if I believe that monogamy is natural. Um, I'm not sure if I believe that um, cheating is always wrong. I think that because it's so taboo, you have so you have you have a lot of people currently in open relationships where only one part knows that they're in an open relationship. So is it something that's <clears throat> avoidable or is it something that if this is, you know, someone that you consider your life partner, you can have that conversation with and remove the ego, you know, and look that I see this beautiful woman, you know, I may want to have, relations with i see this guy you, you know what i mean like if if this is you know your life partner and you have unconditional love those are conversations that maybe we shouldn't run away from another thing that i think um kind of feeds into the 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 monogamy um issue is that um we tend to uh have a false sense of ownership over other people you know oh that's my pussy you know that's and in reality it's not <laughs> you know i mean and, and that's that's the thing we get caught up in that so then when something like this happens you feel like someone took something from you that in reality wasn't yours so i mean that that's that's my perspective um i mean i love to hear other people's uh, opinions of it but um yeah. Thank you. Um, next, hi, we have AE. Oh, Saturday was haircut day, but then the next day, all interest was out the window. It's like I might as well have not gotten a haircut. So, like I was going to work, and I was this woman. She kept complimenting me every time she saw me, and those compliments started getting addictive. Where I started searching them out, where I was just really just looking for attention and. You know, just somebody to tell me that I was looking nice. So, you know, one thing led to another and it started to become turned into flirting and the flirting turned into, well, why don't you come over? And I was like, oh, well, 
it's no harm in going over and hanging out. I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I'm not thinking that she wants to do anything. I went over to her place and, you know, she was half naked when I when she opened up the door. And I wasn't expecting that at all. So at that point, I had a decision to make. I'm like, I can either turn around or go through with this. So I chose to go through with it. And I wasn't thinking that I would get caught. And at that time, I didn't get caught. But eventually, I got greedy. And I got caught up at another time. And she found out about it. And, you know, we tried to work through it. But eventually, we ended up getting a divorce. But for me, the main reason that I cheated was... I was just looking for somebody to give me some attention. It was like, she was a stay at home wife. Like I'm waking up at five o'clock. You know, I was in the military. I'm waking up early in the morning, going to work, coming home, cooking dinner, this, that, and the third. And I can't even get a, Hey, you look nice or anything. So once that one person started complimenting me, it was over for me and so yeah for me it wasn't even about greed it wasn't about no well I can get this woman or get this woman I was I legit just started because I was just looking for somebody to give me a compliment and that's my that's my take on it thank you for that Jackie can you hear me are you on my I'm sorry, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you, um, Empress Angie, for having this conversation tonight. Um, hello and good evening, everybody. Um, I, I just wanted to speak on it. I've been in here for a while, just hearing everybody's perspectives. But the one thing that I do know as a woman that cheated on uh, my spouse, and I was very open and honest about it, the conversation took place prior to the affair, um, which I, I won't even call it an affair. Um, it's a tricky play on words. I was very open and honest about everything from the beginning to the end. And that is having enough respect for my partner to have the conversation, to say, hey, I'm longing for something in this relationship. and we need to work on it because when you love someone and you're not selfish, you owe that person a conversation just out of morality, out of dignity and respect for yourself to not go and lay down and share something so intimate with another person um, and not give have enough respect to have the conversation. So, it is imperative because we are all human and we all have wants, desires, needs, whatever you want to call it. We're individuals with different desires. And when that's missing in our life and we're with a partner, um, it's human nature. We want it as long as we hold those feelings inside and we long for those things. When that 
one thing you long for comes along, it's like a child in a candy store. It feels good. So as long as we're adults and we know that things are in order and the order is have the conversation first. That's it. It's it it actually eliminates a lot of the confusion, the fighting, the arguing, the anything. If you tell a person that you're not in love with them anymore, just say it because it's the truth. That's it. That's all. The young gentleman that spoke before I did. Um, when he entered into over the threshold of that woman's door and he was in a relationship, he already knew what a physical connection like that could lead to when you're longing for something. You already you know it. So um, that's what I wanted to say. Have the conversation first. As, as long as we know better, we do better. And that's, that's just respect for another person. That's it. All right. Thank you for letting me uh, share my perspective. <laughs> thank you, Sister Angie. Jackie, before you get off, can you answer a question for me? Sure. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to have these conversations? For fear of losing something that they know uh, is good. They know it's good. They know the person that they have in front of them is a good person for them. It's just it's particular things that are missing. And what they'll do, try to hold on to that <laughs> and have that little piece of sunshine that's missing. Just a little, it's just a little piece of sunshine out of life, but it's a key piece in happiness and we tend to kind of give up what we want to appease others but when you're true to yourself and you know you love a partner that loves to give hugs and kisses but you with somebody that does not like to be touched and like their own space well, you're giving up what you desire to appease another person so as long as you're honest with what you want in your own life like you're like a freak well, if that's what you like, baby, go get it. <laughs> but if you're with a, a, a very conservative person that's conservative 24-7, you're not getting that freak that you desire. And you're gonna if you're gonna have it on the side though. Cause you nobody is going to sacrifice that much of who they are, give up that much of what they desire to appease somebody else and you're not gonna cheat and have it. It's impossible. It's impossible with human nature. I hope I answered your question. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> um, You're welcome. So I have next, Sean, how you doing tonight? How you doing? Good. I'm good. We can hear you. Uh, I've been there. Been there, done that. Um, I've been on both sides. I've been in the cheating part, and I've been cheated on. My thing, I, I, I understand what Jackie was saying, but my thing is when she told him, 
when they sat down and had a conversation, and let's say she said, I'm not in love with you anymore, did she leave him or were they still standing in the same place together? I can answer your question. Yes, because we had children. We continued to live together, although we were separated. We are together now living together, although we are separated. Because it takes two adults to respect one another's wishes and what they want in their own life and still remain friends. Still. There's no reason for me and him to be upset when I love me one another. I'm not in love, but I still love them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been there and uh, I knew what I was doing. I knew, just like you said, what's going to happen? Like, if somebody else, I think the other man said, um, on Facebook and stuff and all this stuff, when you chatting with people, to me, it's all cheating. When you chatting with a person, that means you opening up something. You're gonna when even you when you have conversations with people, you start sharing things, you start feeling things through conversations. Then it comes curiosity. Then next thing you know, let me get your number, let's meet up, and it goes from there. So once you start talking to me and you're entertaining stuff like that. You, you can ready to cheat. It's only a matter of time. It's like availability. All we have to do is be find the right time and we're going to do it. So it happened to me. And then once I found out, to me, I'd rather a woman. If you're going to be a woman, tell me. Just like I cheated, I told you. I'm like, listen, I did it. Why did you do it? You wasn't there. Well, me personally, I did it, curiosity. She wasn't there. It was things I wasn't getting from her. And it's like when I asked her why she cheated, she said the same. But once I told her, I'm like, well, okay, I was there. I'm telling you, beautiful. I love you. I'm this. But then she hit me with something like, okay, well, you supposed to say that, which caught me off guard. But then she said, well, it makes me feel better when other people say it. So my thing was, well, wow. Okay. So a man doesn't have to say that to you. It's, if he loves you, he's saying it from your heart, from his heart. That's him telling you how he feels about you. He's showing you. He takes you out. He does everything under the sun for you. But sometimes I think people cheat. Like my mother said years ago, curiosity kills the cat. And then when you, to me, when you when the trust is gone, I don't see how people can be in love anymore when the trust is gone. I look at my grandparents and that's why I try to get that that thing that older people had if they cheated and they came back and they worked through things because when my me and my significant other had cheated 
we went through therapy. I'm like, okay, let's go to therapy. Let's do this. Let's put it all on the table. Excuse me. We went to therapy. And the whole time I was sitting in therapy, it was like those showing under the bus. Run him over and back the bus back over him again. Put it all on him. But never once putting their self out there saying, okay, I did cheat. She made the therapist think that it was a fantasy person, a person didn't exist. Oh, he was lying. He only said this and nothing ever happened. Me as a man, I sat back and I did my detective work. I don't get mad at a man for doing what she allowed him to do and wanted him to do. I told her, I'm like, so if you were so drawn to the person, why not tell me and let that be my decision if I stay or go? Because nine times out of ten, I'm going to go. Because I, I take my hats off to everybody who can stay in a relationship and live through it. But I don't know. For me, personally, it's your pride and your ego and just sitting back looking at the person. Excuse my little quote, R. Kelly. It's like when you fed up with a person and they were saying stuff and they're walking by and you're looking out the corner of your eye and you're like, oh, my God, I can't stand this person. And slowly and surely, slowly but surely, you start to resent that person and hate that person. And you don't even want to be around them. You don't want to be in the same room with them. You want to, you do overtime to stay away from them. So when they, when you come home, they're asleep. When you get up and go to work, they're asleep and you out the door before they know it. But I don't know, to me, all of it's like a slippery slope for me. It's like you tell the truth. And let's be honest, you tell the truth and you hope that you can rebuild the trust. But sometimes once trust is broken, it's hard to get it back. It's never easy to get it back. I've never seen years ago when your family, parents, it took a while to get it back. But if you both break trust in each other, my thing is you both supposed to be working twice as hard. But my situation was I work hard. And the woman to sit back and say, well, I'm going to see what you do before I do anything. So that's what got me. I'm like, all right. So you're going to sit back, watch me, and see what I do before you do anything. I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's not worth it. It's either we both doing it together or not at all. So, I don't know. That's my viewpoint on cheating. If you... I'm not into, I'm old school. I'm not into sharing my wife. If I'm married, I'm married to you through thick and thin. Let's, let's pull out the stops, but I'm not bringing any other dude and any other dick in the room but mine. As is my viewpoint. Um, women, hey, she can bring a woman in there. It's up to her. But I'm not. I'm not entertaining another guy. I entertain toys if you want them, but no other guy. Um, that's about it for me.
Thank you. You're welcome. Did anybody else want to chime in? I think Cleef, I don't know, you wanted to say something before? Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, all these stories are are, are definitely, um, they're heartfelt and it's good to hear mature people talking about such a divisive topic. Um, and it takes mature people to do that. So I, I definitely appreciate everybody's story and I thank you guys um, definitely for sharing. Um, but I wanted to go back to the gentleman who was saying that, you know, he can only get compliments from his wife, I believe he was saying, um, if he got a haircut and he was in the military. And I, I'm a veteran, as you can see in the background, I got my Navy flag and my sailor's cap. Um, in the Navy, cheating was rampant. Um, two, quick, two quick stories. So when I was stationed on my ship, and we're talking about almost three de decades ago, you know, ships go out on a six-month deployment. And it was funny because right before a ship goes out on deployment, like the base bar where, you know, the, the sailors go to have drinks or whatever, or club, whatever, the base bar is dead empty, right? That's how you knew a ship was going out on deployment because all the wives were giving their husbands that love him before they go out on a six-month deployment. The day that that ship deploys, that bar is packed i mean packed with navy wise waiting to find themselves a six-month boyfriend and that's what and that was the culture that was the culture of it and so you know the night before a ship came back off of deployment again the base clubs were empty because they wanted to have some sort of validation that you know i had to have that night where i wasn't cheating right before my husband come home so i want to be clean or whatever um that was the norm so you know you had that and then another story i like to share if i have a little bit of time it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of an interesting story i was on a six-month deployment out in the middle of the atlantic ocean and i was out there with an aircraft carrier and um there was a, a chief petty officer out there whose wife uh videotaped for him the Super Bowl at the time, you got to talk about 30 years ago, we didn't have cell phones back then or email. She sent him a tape of the Super Bowl, what he thought it was. And uh, long story short, he went to go play the videotape and it was his wife sucking some dude's dick talking about, I want a divorce in front of all of his shipmates. And we're talking about almost 300 shipmates in the galley while he was watching this video. He used to say his commanding officer sent him home. So, you know, again, cheating like I said it before, it's a small piece of a bigger problem. In that case, in the military, the culture is the problem, right? Because you have these young ladies who are, you know, they've they hitched themselves to a young man who's enlisted in the military, who's going to take them out of their small town, and it's going to show them a bigger life. But then they forget that their man is in the military. I got to go to work. I got to do a six-month deployment. And they can't handle that. So that's the bigger picture of them cheating. So um, to the brother that was uh, you know, in the military, I understand your pain. I've seen it. I necessarily haven't gone through it, but I understand, sir, what you're going through. And that's all I wanted to say. Uh, I, I agree with what he said because me, myself, I was a Marine. So I've been there, done that, seen it. It's like when you go overseas, it's on. And he, that guy got a Dear John letter. 
So once you get that, that, that destroys it. Because there's nothing you can do. You're in the middle of the ocean. So I've, I've seen that. And you see that because I've been there when the wives, we'd be at the club. And I'd be, I was in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And you at the club and you partying. And next thing you know, the lady is not wearing a wedding ring. Then she invites you to her house. You walk in the house and you see all her husband's military pictures and everything up. You're like, wait a minute. You married. And it's you in there. So it's like, wow, I can't believe this. So I was I'm in, I was in my 20s, so I'm gonna go through it. I'm like, okay, it's not my fault, it ain't my problem. So while they out overseas, you stopping in the ports and you doing whatever for six months, and then they at home doing whatever for six months. And now that I was asking a friend of mine, I heard it now it's even infidelity is even worse now because they go overseas for a year now. They deploy for a year, so I'm like, wow. I'm glad I wasn't in there because even when I went in the Marines, I, I broke up with my girlfriend. I'm like, I couldn't do it because I couldn't see myself sitting down there. I'm in North Carolina. She's in New York. But that was it. So for me, I just want to just chime in and say, one, I grew up a military brat. My father was in the Army. And my husband, who I married, was in the Army. So it's a Fort Sill Navy base. And we went back and forth to Germany and all those things. So I really don't think it has to do with being in the military as a whole. I think that as people, if we really think about it, we spend at least, if you have a job, you spend at least eight hours a day with people you work with. Eight hours a day. You're going to know them, their children, the things that annoy you, all those things. <laughs> the things that connect you. One thing that um, my, my uh, nursing uh, instructor told me was, she said that one day, she told me, she told the whole class. She said, one day, she came home from work, and her husband said, how was your day? And she said, I had a horrible day. The hospice patient I was taking care of, six years old, died of cancer today. And he said, man, I had a horrible day too. She said, well, what happened to you? He said, when I got to work, my ham sandwich was soggy. You see the disconnect? <laughs> because when we have these work relationships with people, we connect on a different level. It has nothing really to do with, I understand the military bonds you in certain ways. I know because you're literally like either you're basically taken away from your family or put together this place together and you're only made to bond with each other. But what we have to work, I have to understand is that when we have these work relationships, whether it's military or non-military, we are spending the majority of our day and time with these people. How do you separate yourself from these people? How do you make those people just your work people? Sometimes your work family becomes your actual family and friends because you spend more time with them than you do with anyone else. Think about it. You spend at least 40 hours a week with this person at work sitting at a desk next to you or whatever it may be. And you're bonding over different things. But in some relationships, we're able to like draw a line. That's just a work relationship. That's what it is and nothing else. And then other times it becomes like colliding together 
because like Cleve said, you have all these other things going on, and next thing you know, here it is. You know, even whatever the military experience may or may not be, I think that work relationships is something that we have to identify in your relationship when you're going with when you're with a person and you have a commitment. How do you draw that line in your work relationship so it doesn't become a field of cheating or opportunity for cheating or an issue where you're bonding with this person more than you're bonding with the person at home who you made this commitment to? What do you have to say about that, Sean? Well, I think me personally, I'm be at work all the time and I, I flirt and I talk trash. And at the end of the day, it's just words to me and it doesn't go nowhere. I'm not letting it go anywhere. If, if I see somebody's attractive, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not gonna, because I'm not gonna take it there because I know if I start speaking on it, one thing is definitely gonna lead to another. So that's when I knowingly cut it off. I'm like, well, and I joke and I keep it joking, I keep it going. And that's it. It's not, because my job is, I work in a psych hospital and it's like, I call it a soap opera. Because you see people sleeping with this one, this one sleeping with that one, that one sleeping with that one, and it's going around. So I'm like, wow. So everybody knows your business. People are talking. People know everybody's business. I'm like, I'm not going to get into all that. My job friends, we cool, we laugh, we joke, we go out for drinks. The females at the job, we laugh, we joke around. They talk about their kids, their relationship, their husband, this, that, and another. Once you're my friend, I'm not trying to cross that 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 spot right there. You cool, we good. I'm not trying to be that person jumping in the bed with you. And I've been friends with females, and they ask me advice. I'm like, listen, I'll tell you advice, but it's up to you. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to get in the middle of have a relationship at work because then it gets messy. Then, because I saw with one of my coworkers, he was talking to a girl at work, him and her slept together. Then next thing you know, she gets emotional, comes to the job, takes his um a bag of stuff, and he's in the gym with kids that I work with sight patients, girl kids. So she tosses the stuff in the middle of the gym on the floor in the bag. That's sloppy. I'm like, I'm not trying to do that at work. So that's why my mother always say, you never shit where you eat. I'm not doing that at work. It's, it's, a, work, it's a work environment. If I'm going to try to talk to somebody, it's somebody that's not at my job. I'm never going to be on my job. We cool and we laugh and we talk. And that's it. We, we're friends. I'm not trying to take it no further than there. I'm not trying to say, okay, let's go hook up. Even though it's people that you look and you find attractive, and you're like, man, I wish. But then you're like, man, shit, I'm not trying to do that because I know if I start talking, one thing's going to lead to another. Let's hook up. Let's go out here. And it's too much. I'm at that point in my life. I'm, I, I would say I'm lazy. It's too much work. It's too much. You got to put in too much work. Talking about let, let's sneak around. Let's let's find it. It's too much work. It's like a full time, a second job now. 
Now you're doing a second job. You got to work to hide the shit. You got to do, now you go to work. You got to, no, it's too much. I'm like, we just cool. We'll be fine. Have fun at work. It's not, it's too much work for me. I'm, as you get, as I get older, I got lazy. I'm like, I, I'm not trying to do all that. When you're young, it's exciting. It's, oh, shoot, let me go do it. I'm, nah, now it's like, you get your opportunity, like, uh, I'm not going to do it because I know if I go out here and I start talking to you, I know what's going to happen. And God forbid if she has a, her man comes to work in one, and that's a whole nother ball game. He finds out he want to fight you. I'm like, no, no, I'm not trying to get into all that. I'm not trying to get into a love triangle. I leave well enough alone. It's so funny. Every time I'm trying to unmute and I have the little arrow thing, it's like, come on. <laughs> um, Cleef, yeah, I see. You're trying to put me on the spot. <laughs> no, but um, for me, I've, I've never cheated. And the reason why, which of course, anyway, excuse me, I shouldn't even say that. Why? <laughs> um, it just, I didn't really have relationships like that. And even if I was with someone, you know, um, I've been the one who's been cheated on and it really did hurt. Because um, I remember my son's father, my youngest one. Oh, my goodness. Me, I'm a, I'm a detective. I'm a private eye. I'm everything. I find things out. Whether you think you're trying to hide it, um, something, intuition, something's telling me. And next thing you know, he's talking to like five different women. And this was back then when we were doing, I think, what was it, like Yahoo Messenger and all that. So it was a little bit different. But everything i noticed was he was emailing was through through yahoo everything i saw he was like emailing so i found that out like five different women and to top it off he had a girlfriend that he had for like a year so i'm just over here like are you serious i was like that was the reason i told him i didn't want to be with him but you know the funny thing about it was he tried to pull that whole um he would try to tell either my mom or other people like i cheated on him it was like that whole Ross and Rachel moment. I was like, no, we were on a break. And in reality, I didn't want to even be with him. So it's like, how are you going to say that I cheated on you? It's like, are you crazy? But because he found that about the guy, that made him feel better. It's just like, oh, now she can't, you know, say that I'm the one cheating and doing all this stuff because here she is. She was with some other guy. But it's like, no, I didn't even want to be with him. Like finding all that out, for me, that was good enough. And to the point that it turned me off, Cause I, I tell my friends and there's this funny moment that it was just like, I remember when we were having sex, I laid there like a dead corpse. Cause I was done. Feelings were over. I just, I was done. I wasn't feeling him anymore. I mean, he, I know he felt some type of way about it, but it was just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this, especially with everything that I found out and having a girlfriend on top of it. I'm good. But yeah, I've never cheated. That's not, and then especially to, you know, like what we're talking about communication and stuff. Again, I haven't really had much relationships. So, you know, I don't really have experience like that. But definitely being cheated on, I have plenty of that on my side. So, so I don't know if anybody else, um, anybody else wants to chime in about anything, you know, before, you know, I happen to like close the show. Anything else that somebody wants to talk about. I had one quick thing. Um, I and, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but I wish we had more women um, as panelists to hear. I mean, not that Tanika is um, uh, 
story wasn't impactful, but I just wish we had more women to really hear about this because I think that, and people may agree or disagree, but I think although cheating is basic, and like I said in my in my opening, you have to define cheating. I think that women look at cheating a lot differently than men do. Um, you know, like Tanika was saying, you know, you know, someone may look at it as an emotional, someone else may look at it as a physical, um, you know, the other gentleman was saying, you know, texting is cheating, you know, you shouldn't be texting, you know, because it leads to, um, but I just wish that we had, um, more women to really hear the different perspectives and Jackie too. I'm sorry, Jackie, I, I did not mean to leave you out. Um, thank you for um, sharing that as well, but it's, 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 it's interesting to hear, you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to be divisive in the fact that, because I think as a society, we tend to really want to pocket things, um, you know, men against women, black against white, you know, uh, gay versus, you know, uh, home, um, you know, not gay, you know, whatever. We try to pocket these things, but I think that cheating is something that's universal. Um, and so it's, it's good to hear everybody's perspective. The other gentleman who's saying something too about you know, are we meant to be monogamous? Me personally, I don't think we are. Um, and, and, I, and I know this is a very crude response to this, but what people have to realize is that we're animals first, right? We, by nature, we're animals, right? And if you look at other animals in the animal kingdom, you don't see a lion saying, oh, I'm going to just pick that lioness to have sex with and have cubs with and no other lioness. I mean, yeah, we're more civilized animals, but in our very nature, we are. And even in some cultures, you know, monogamy is not the thing. You know, it's, you know, concubines and this and that or whatever. So, you know, that that leads to like what everybody was saying, like Jackie was saying, have that conversation, have that discussion. Right. Because, um, it, it, you know, like, you know, someone was saying, well, uh, well, Tika was her question was, why do you think it's difficult to have that conversation? And Jackie's response was because they're afraid of losing something. But I like to look at it the other side, too. Like I, I typed in the text. What they may find by having that conversation is that the other partner may feel the same exact way. And so now you've wasted all this time when both of you were feeling the same way. Oh, we should have this conversation months, years ago, because it would have it would have alleviated a lot of problems up front. So you definitely have to have that conversation. Um, you you got to be, you know, not fearful of having that conversation. If you have the type of relationship you think you have, that is, that conversation should, your relationship should survive that conversation, basically, right? It should really survive that um, if you have the type of relationship you think you have. So, um, you know, have that conversation, define cheating. Cheating is a smaller portion of a bigger issue um that's all i got thanks guys i appreciate it uh yes i'd just like to chime in on that um i understand that what you, she jackie was saying but i was um uh, i want to should that come before everything happens because i know she said she did it before but they had a conversation I don't know. I like to know how a person is but when we in the introduction and like you getting to know each other. Tell me that's how you are. Or unless you find out later on, that's how you are. 
But as soon as you find out, please let me know because you never know the type of person may not want to be in that type of a relationship. They may not be like, yo, listen, all right, that's what you want. It's not what I'm looking for. Because a lot of people, they don't say nothing to somebody, but they feel in that. And then they say, oh, well, you know, I've been this way the whole time. And the first thing the other person said, so, well, I've been here all these for years with you, and you've never said this to me till now. So if he was feeling that way, why didn't you come out? Your, why didn't you open your mouth and say it? I, at that point, I can't accept that. Oh, I was scared of your response. I was nervous. No, tell me. Give. Let that be my decision if I want to stay or leave. I may say, "Oh, okay, cool," but I may say I'm not into that type of thing. Let me separate myself from it because not every guy. Well, me personally, I can't. I don't want to picture my wife laying up with another dude and having a good time and then coming home to me. I can't. I don't want to picture that. All right, Sean. Thank you. I guess anybody else want to chime in before I close? I'd like to chime in and just uh, <laughs> say something. Sean, mute your mic for me, please. Thanks. Um, just to just to say that how important it is to have a conversation, because I've noticed that when people have the conversation first, and um, you still don't get the, the, the result that you're looking for, but at least you have given the other one the heads up to let them know. So. By chance, if something does happen, that you because you got to understand, we, we have feelings, and one of those feelings is vulnerability. When we're vulnerable, and men can be vulnerable too, women and men, um, but that is an emotion, and we all have it. A lot of us have it, and when we become vulnerable, um, we let our guards down. You know what I mean? We're human. But if you have the conversation with your friend, because that's who your partner is supposed to be anyway, that you would find that it just eliminates a lot of the drama, a lot of the dissension and tension in the household, because you told that person a year ago, either we need counseling or let's work on this or, hey, <laughs> the house is on fire you know, give the person a heads up to let them know that there's something wrong in your relationship or in your mind or in your feelings about them. It's not working for you. Let them know. You never know how it'll end. Mine ended beautifully. Beautifully. We had our divorce. We went, we gave each other a high five. Yeah. And went to lunch. <laughs> And said, okay, who's going to pick up the kids today after school? You got them, I got them. Because it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, I mean, remove the selfishness and the and and there will be no hate. It'll be like, damn, you had enough, you got had enough respect for me to just let me know. You know what I'm saying? Don't keep holding on to something that ain't there. Go on with my life. Thank you very much. You gave me that. So I thank you for it. And shit. Let's let's be friends. Let's raise these kids. 
That's it. It's, it's simple. And we need to we make it too difficult because we don't want to open our mouths and be honest. So I say this when when it comes down to lying and lying to someone that you say you love, that shouldn't hurt. <laughs> but your lies hurt. So then it's a sense of betrayal. And when you have no respect for that person, you don't even have enough respect for yourself if you if you're lying. Anyone that tells lies to others have no respect for themselves. So I just wanted to finish with that and thank you again, Sister Sydney and everyone else for, for listening and sharing. Thank you, Jackie, for that. So if no one else, I'm about to end, but I did want to mention before I end the show was, um, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be like a men's um, next two um, episodes. Uh, one of them is men's health. Um, I am going to post a live just to do a reminder. Um, I was thinking of like men's health, whether it's like mental health or maybe reasons why men don't often go to the doctor to get checked up. I don't know. I could be wrong, but we'll talk about that for another time. And then the next episode after that will be um, double standards. Cause I don't know if anybody's seen the video. I forgot what's his name uh, <laughs> um, about the whole eating ass thing. So it's, um, I know so you might know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name right now, but it was some joke because it was like, he basically said like, yeah, women eat his ass. And everybody was Two making girls a big Yes. Trick daddy. Yes. It was a big thing. So, those are going to be my next two episodes. But like I said, again, I'll make a live. Whoever wants to come on and we can definitely talk about this. So um, with that being said, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate you all. Thank you for being on my show. Um, so thank you to the listeners for tuning in. Check us out on the Wake Up Radio and OTWTube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on The Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Remember, life is too short and enjoy life to the fullest. Good night until next time. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne. On the wake up. Hola, I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie, and I'm on the wake up radio Thursdays at 9. My show is called Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. That is also my IG handle and Gmail. The holidays, the winter is coming. I sell pasteles and coquito. And also, I do digital flyers. If you're interested, hit me up. Girls on fire, my swag's on fire, my shoes on fire, and I'm on fire. I got my girls on fire, my swag's on fire, my shoes on fire, and I'm on fire.